A mother tonight is rocking a cradle in Bethlehem. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Linwood's Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we talk to inspire. So please like, follow, subscribe, and you know what? You can download for free, and that way you'll never, ever miss an episode of this uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring show. Today, my guest is is Regina Bell, Grammy Award-winning, platinum-selling recording artist, Golden Globe nominee, singer-songwriter who's covered multiple genres of music from gospel and R&B to jazz, uh, ordained minister, minister of music. She's a wife, a mother, grandmother, and she is married to Pastor John Battle, and they shepherd and serve at two churches in the Atlanta area. She has released her first Christmas project, and we're going to find out why did you just not release your first Christmas project after all these years? But it's called My Colorful Christmas, and it features the single, A Cradle in Bethlehem. Regina Bell, welcome to the show. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to have a conversation today about uh, My Colorful Christmas and who is Regina Bell, in case some of these um, millennials may not know that. We're just going to just bring them up to date. I think you covered that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm really loving the fact that... um, the Almighty has been gracious to me and that I've been in the industry for 35 years. Started off singing backup for the Manhattans and for two years and then went into my own career and in 1987. And here we are in 2022 and I am still here. I've um, been able to come through some great mountaintop moments and I've had some valley lows. But, you know, I've uh, I've been able to um, sustain and, and maintain and uh, it's, by, it's, it's been by the grace. So I, I would have nobody ignorant to think that I've gotten here by the pulling up of my own bootstraps. But a gracious master has uh, continued to keep me and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this new Christmas record. Uh, I, it's, it's amazing. I did a Christmas movie and have not done a Christmas record. <laughs> Yeah, we were just yeah, just talking about that. Why now did you do this this Christmas project? Because like you you said, it's like thirty some years, and you worked with greats in the business, like people Bryson, George Duke, Ray Charles, and you said the Manhattans. And in gospel, you even worked with was it Melvin Williams of the Williams Brothers? Did you do something with him? Correct. And, Correct. and Shirley Murdoch. So you've just Shirley been Caesar. Shirley Caesar. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shirley. No, don't, forget, don't forget the great, the, the goat. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Pastor Shirley Caesar, who was my hero growing up. Um, she's she's a lot of the reason why I'm doing what I do. I mimicked everything off of her coming up. So um, being able to have an opportunity to come double back and do actually do a record with her, a song with her. Was was like amazing so yes I, I would not trade my life for anybody the highs or the lows because you know I, I tell everybody um you know even at your worst you're number one being you and at best trying to be somebody else you can only be number two so I, I I've been blessed uh, uh I, my career has been amazing uh those people that you know we love and we get a chance to listen to and watch on television I've actually had an opportunity to talk to and hug and you know have moments share moments with like Stevie Wonder and 
Natalie, the late great Natalie Cole and uh, Patti LaBelle and a, a, a great number of others, the OJs, just a number of people that I grew up with loving, mm-hmm. um, being able to kind of really just talk to them and glean knowledge from them about the industry and, and just about life in general. It's been amazing. So as, as a woman in this business, um, what's been most challenging for you? Being a woman sometimes. It, it has been some of the challenging uh, areas of my life because it, it is deemed in some circles that you know we are not enough we are less than and it's a a, a premise of proving yourself and having to go overboard to do more than to dress a certain way because you're a woman to show more body than you know those have been some of the challenges that i faced and and that i i would i'd like to gladly report that i came through with flying colors (laughs) amen (laughs) <laughs> because even though I'm Regina Bell that everyone sees, you know, I do have a platform and a foundation in which I grew up in and, and that, you know, uh, you know, I'm on the shoulders of some folks. We're not having certain things. Because mm-hmm. um, you grew up in the you church, know, too, didn't you? Didn't you start singing in the I church? I grew up in the church. I grew up in the church and I'm still in the church. So, you know, the the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, there's some things we just not having. So mm-hmm. I, I'm glad to have had the foundation that I have because I think that that has been my buoyancy throughout my career. And everybody needs standards and we need boundaries. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, alone. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or you or you or or you will you will partake of anything in anything. The first thing that comes along because it may make money. And, you know, just all my, my mom always said all money ain't good. So, (laughs) yes, you have to be cognizant of, you know, where you allow your name to lay um, so that you understand that once it's there, you can't take it back. What do you see as a as a big difference from when you were coming up in the industry in in comparison to what's going on with the how the industry is today? Probably artist development, you know, um, uh, I, I was blessed enough to be able to go to Rutgers University, so I had four years of education prior to going into my career. Uh, as I said, I've been in church my whole life, so I had really, I, I, I believe I had a really great foundation coming into the industry, and I had some things to help balance me, even though some things did knock me, still knock me off kilter. Okay. Um, but I believe that, you know, I had a really good foundation, but... Mm-hmm. When I was coming along, they were still doing artist development. So I, you know, I got an opportunity to go into classes where they made sure that you spoke well in interview, that you moved well on stage, that you understood the art of entertainment and engaging your audience, you know, um, in the studio, making sure that you, especially if you're doing a song that has been done before, if you're doing covers, that, you know, you kind of state the melody and then you kind of do your own thing unless you're doing something totally different and your approach to the song. So there's a number of things in terms of artist development. I believe that I was able to kind of get that I, in some of the young artists, I, I don't see as much. I'm, I don't even think that, you know, when they downsized those departments and they streamlined them to you may have like maybe five people at one of the divisions or at a label now. So that was one of the areas that I think, for the most part, has been alleviated from those record yeah. label departments. Because I used to work yeah, in artist relations, too. Yeah, bring your own stuff, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll put it out there. Maybe. Yeah. 
(laughs) (laughs) And you can tell it in the artistry that's out there in in some uh, respects. You can tell it from the presentation and how the artists are not seeming, that don't seem as polished. Like nobody took the time to talk to these folks to explain certain things. And and, and I don't. I don't necessarily blame the artists in some of these areas. I I don't blame them. I, 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 you know, I blame the record company and not making sure that, you know, I mean, here's the deal. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to make money off of this artist. And I really feel like, you know, it's important that you help them to understand that this is a career. You know, I, I, I think, you know, that's what record companies started out doing and then they alleviated that piece and I, I believe that that's a missing piece that is very relevant and required um, mm. so I think it, you know by taking that away now I, I think you doing you're doing the artist a disservice in terms of their longevity and having to pick that up from somewhere else it just means that us as old jacks have to Mm-hmm. place more emphasis on the artist to, you know, one, get in their ears, or two, they have to kind of maybe pay more attention to what it is we're doing. Then you mentioned uh, the labels. So you now have your own label and you're juggling running the label, your artistry and ministry and the church and family. So how are you doing all of that? And then what made you want to start your record label? Well, I mean, you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. You were at Warner. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so you know how that goes. You know, um, there's a certain amount of control that you don't have as an artist. But, you know, sometimes, depending on who you get in terms of um, uh, or who's who's working with you at the record company, they don't always understand your vision. Okay. don't always understand, you know, what it is you want in terms of imaging that you already had come in kind of secure in who you are. And building on who you are as opposed to trying to making you or or making you into something that you may not be able to, like, uh, assimilate to. And again, um, being who you are is always going to put you in a number one place as opposed to, you know, trying to emulate emulate someone else, which is, you know, going to be difficult. Being your own record company gives you an opportunity to have com- complete autonomy. You, you, Even though I do have checks and balances, I do have people that are checking me and making sure that I'm on top of my A-game and doing what I'm supposed to do. You know, I, I have control of content. I have control of uh, genre. I have control of uh, musicianship and a number of things that keeps me that that keeps it honest that that keeps it that keeps it regina bell if i'm producing Mm -hmm. myself okay you know and so that was important to me the album you have out now Mm -hmm. the christmas album my colorful christmas we were wondering why now miss regina (laughs) out 30 something years and this is your first christmas album so what made you decide to do one at this uh, juncture? Well, it's something that I have wanted to do for forever. It's my favorite time of the year. I, I love this time from Thanksgiving all the way into New Year's. And it, it's a time when I see my family a little bit more often. So it, it gives me a, a extra jolt of joy during this time of the year. So it's something I've always wanted. I've always wanted to be in rotation during, <laughs> during the holidays. this time of year. And I'm not in rotation in this time of year. Okay. <laughs> so it gives me um, uh, it, it gives me joy to know that I've been able to uh, put my presentation on on the, on the table as well. Now with uh, some of the greats like Nat King Cole and and The Temptations and Stevie Wonder and even Mariah Carey and Luther 
Vandros, um, being able, you know, as of later, uh, being able to now put my presentation up there and say, hey, here, here, I, I have a rendition as well. And it's, it, it's just a great feeling to just to be able to say that I contributed. It's something that my brother has always wanted me to do. Mm. And now I, I absolutely um, have been able to do that. I, I think the Probably one of the more hurtful things is that my brother has transitioned Mm -hmm. as of June, so he wasn't able to see the complete product. But being able to know that he was a part of this and and his inspiration to do this is everything. So the whole project is dedicated to him. Didn't your brother work with you when you did that gospel project, one of those gospel projects? He he is the one that gave me my number one hit on... um, God is good. I I remember that. I was like, didn't her brother, wasn't he involved in that? My brother was a hit maker. I mean, he, he worked with the greats like Michael Jackson, Remember the Time. He worked with the Winans on It's Time. He worked with uh, Bobby and Whitney. We have something in common. Um, Boy George, um, wow. uh, Case, um, uh, myself, uh, Patti LaBelle. I mean, the, the list is amazing my brother uh, guy he he's um his repertoire's catalog walks in the door way before he gets there so um mm. he, he was an amazing producer songwriter um and musician and singer and people didn't know that but you know okay. on the backgrounds of less chill that's my brother singing all the background see i did mm-hmm. not know that you learned something new every day yep yeah yep yep so being mm. able to like i said have him be the main inspiration my my his son jamel um bell produced hark the herald so that was amazing because you know it's a little piece of my brother still existing and being with me my daughter sydney and nyla are singing on the record and my son jalen is playing drums so it's a family affair it's a we got a lot of stuff going on but Mm -hmm. when i tell you I think you will enjoy this Christmas record. Um, the first single, Cradle in Bethlehem, is a song that is probably obscure to most because it's not really one of the more popular, more popular classes, yeah, Christmas yeah. Re- songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, It's on the Nat King Cole um, Christmas album where he does a Christmas song, but it has always been my favorite of all the, the Christmas songs. Oh, and okay. so I knew that I wanted that to be on this record. It just so happens my manager... <laughs> <laughs> Ivy Taylor after I finished the project and she asked me what did I think the first single was going to be I was like well I don't know and she said well I'm going to tell you Cradle and Bethlehem that's what that's first single so okay ends up being the first single yes ivy and i ivy and i were talking uh off mic and she was letting me know that that was her that was your favorite single i mean your favorite song and that that was going to be the single and i said really she said yes uh and we were i was like okay she didn't tell you that she had a major hand in that though did she no she did not (laughs) ivy did not tell me that part that's what you're gonna do and the, mm-hmm. the album is called my colorful christmas why did you title it my colorful christmas well i called it my colorful christmas because it has so many genres of music so you know we got we got colors. We have soca. We have uh, R&B. We have more of a kind of a gospel feel. We have a jazz feel. So we have a, a few um, genres of music on this record. So I, I, that's why I called it My Colorful Christmas, because we got so many colors of music that are extended on this record. 
It's a and it's a ten track album. That's a lot of songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I mm-hmm. said it's my favorite time of year. I didn't think two or three songs was gonna make it. I was gonna <laughs> have to, you know, do a full project because you know, at first I was um, advised to do just, you know, maybe a single or just maybe three songs. I was like, nah, mm-hmm. I really want to do this. I want to do the whole record. So, you know, put my uh, put my uh, irons in the fire and called up a few of my friends and got them to participate in doing this and. You know, they all answered the call, and I'm so, so very happy. Even the strings, the string arrangements are amazing. Real strings, huh? John Stoddard did the strings, and mm. he was over the string uh, production. And um, when I tell you, you are going, some of this, uh, when I tell you some of these string arrangements, sounds like sounds like uh, something from the movies. Uh-huh. You're just going to be taken away, just blown away. It, it is really the sound of Christmas. And lastly, I have a um, I have a, a, a song called "I Had to Leave," and this is the song, the last song that my brother and I did together uh, many a uh, few years back. And I put this song on the record because uh, coming out of the pandemic, you know, many of us have lost uh, loved ones, and some of us have actually con- uh, contracted COVID, and you know, had our moments with it, our bouts with it, and maybe still have some of the you know the side effects of it mm-hmm. and still suffering some of the side effects of having lost folks some of the things and not necessarily to COVID I, I know my dad passed away in the top of COVID March of 2020 mm-hmm. and he uh he passed away from cancer however you know not being able to uh have a home going service in the way that I'm accustomed to um, I didn't really realize what home-going services really did for me until we couldn't have one. Mm. And so having 10 people in a service, it was just, it, when I tell you, I was left wanting. Okay. And so this song, I Had to Leave, is to me um, a gift from the loved ones that we may have lost. And their thank you to say, you know, don't worry about, you know, because a lot of us say, you know, well, maybe I should have visited. Maybe it was one last thing I could have done. Or you know that if you were there, if you were caring for this person, you know, if you were uh, uh, loving on this person and, and you did the best that you could, that th- this song is saying thank you for everything that you've done. Um, but I had to leave. My assignment here was up. Okay. So um, it's a little bit of a sad song, but it is certainly a song that I believe commemorates the thank you from our loved ones that have uh, uh, gone on. Yes, that was indeed a uh, a tough time that we had to go through. I I also experienced yeah. that with lo- losing friends and and loved ones. I'm like, oh my God, how many of these funerals do I have to attend? And at the same time, my father was going through um, cancer treatments. He was going through cancer treatments, and my best friend, they were both going through the chemo, the radiation during that time. And it was, You're right, it was a most trying time, but now you're here with this beautiful music that's going to uplift us and encourage us during the holidays. So on the project, you got like your traditional favorites that folks know and love, like First Noel, you said, oh, come all you faithful. Hark the Herald. Did you say Shirley Caesar was on that with you? No. Who was um, on that? I did. Uh, that was on one of my gospel records. Oh, okay, uh, that you did with Shirley. Gospel. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have any any uh, guests on the Christmas project? 
Well, as I said, my daughters are singing. Oh, yeah, me. yeah, your daughters. Um, uh-huh. And uh, one of uh, my brother transitioned in June, and one of his best friends that can sing the paint off, he is uh, also featured on here, Ronald Scruggs, my um my niece, who is uh, Jamel, um, my 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 brother's son, his wife. She's doing backgrounds. So when I tell you it's a family affair, and you, mm-hmm. I, I think you're gonna be really bleak. So, okay. Uh, it comes out November first, um, and you can certainly get it, get the record on my um, website, uh-huh. um, and all uh, of the um, digital platform. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, please get that record, My Colorful Christmas. And add me to your rotation. I want to be in heavy rotation this Christmas. And Y'all hear Christmas. that? Y'all hear that? She wants heavy <laughs> rotation. She's she's made a classic. So every Christmas, y'all can play this. And then you can have Christmas in July, too. Just want to hear some Christmas music and That's get some right. spirit. That's right. If Lifetime can do it, I can do it, too. And it's, it's up for pre-sale now. So please. Please, ma'am, please, sir, go out and get that. I believe you'll be blessed. So how can people connect with you if they want to connect with you on social media? You mentioned your website, but if they just My want... My website is uh-huh. IamReginaBell.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I'm on uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Facebook Live. I mean, I'm, I'm everywhere. All the social media platforms you can find me. All right, then, Ms. Regina Bell. We thank you so much again for taking the time to have a conversation about your life and your music and your family and just just to share and also um, just to give some advice and to some of our younger folks that are contemplating being in the industry or that are in the industry. I love that part you talk about the artist development, but that's a that's a whole workshop, so to speak. Yes, it is. <laughs> Yes, it is. It, it it really is the importance of artist development and the lack there of it uh, in today's uh, music era. But thank you so much, and God bless you, and wish you all the best that God has to offer in your in your life and with your family, your ministry, and on this music project, my colorful Christmas, which is on Tashi Three Entertainment record label and that yes, is yes my own label can you believe that girl oh I'm yeah tell you something being uh-huh. a boss is wonderful but being a boss is overrated it's a whole lot of work because <laughs> you got a yeah, whole lot of work and then you got to find the money for all this stuff so yes dear. right out your pocket out, right your, out your pocket as soon as you mm-hmm. make it you gotta spend, gotta spend. <laughs> okay then thank you so much and uh thank you to miss ivy taylor for working this out and for miss neely Dickerson, who's on on the team helping to get the word out and this music out. Thank you so much. Yeah, and that's the other thing that you got to have a team when you're doing this. And I have a great team, so thank you to all of them for all of what they do. And audience, thank you, you and you too, right over there. Yeah, you for joining us today. I really, really do appreciate you stopping by, listening, getting uplifted and inspired. Now make sure that you subscribe right now so that you never, ever miss an episode of this uplifting podcast. Now to reach me, Lynn Woods, you can find me on Twitter. That's at Lynn Woods, L-I-N-W-O-O-D-S, yes, or Instagram at Lynn Woods 96. This has been the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we talk to inspire and regina takes us on home with cradle in bethlehem <laughs>